AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel shut up. No, that's right. Okay, uh, the Fighting Cock Podcast episode doesn't matter. Ep- the, uh, the episode is Conte signs to Spurs and Spurs rule the world. Today I'm joined on the line by Felonius Filth and Ricky. How you doing, boys? What's happening? All right, can we, can we just uh, put a disclaimer right at the beginning of the pod? Um, we are recording this... On the understand in the un- on the un- understanding that Tottenham have appointed Conte as our manager. Okay, so that's what we're doing. If we put this out and something happens in the next twenty four hours where he's gone to Newcastle or he's decided that this isn't the job for him and Daniel Levy's fucked it up again, then you know so be it. But from this point onwards, I think I think it's fair and a good place to start is that he is our manager and we're moving forward. Is that okay, boys? Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, any reservations at this point? We're recording at uh, five past six on a Monday night, so anything can happen. It's going to move quickly, but but any reservations at this point, Rick? Yeah, it's Tottenham. You got to caveat it. It's always. Do you remember in the summer when I, I, I thought we had signed him, and when it went from the morning of like he's literally got a contract in front of him, and he's done the first line of his biro and the ink wasn't quite coming out and then he's gone to look for another one and then after that within minutes he's left the building he's gone didn't no, sign he, so he's, in, he's in the room he's, he's, he's the contract is happy he's very happy he's very happy about the transfer budget he's happy about working at Tottenham he's happy about the stadium the, he's happy about the, the training ground and he's happy about working underneath Daniel Levy and he's signing the contract and halfway through his signature, it runs out, and he looks at Daniel Levy and goes, "I just run out of ink. Have you got another pen?" And he was like, "Make do with what you got." And at that point, he walked out. So the question, I think, the great point for the uh, to to move on from here is, T, why do you think that he has he didn't sign in the summer, and it looks like he's signing now? But what what's changed, if, if anything? Well, what what could have changed do you think well Alex is um kind of our our version of Swiss Ramble you know he's into all the financials and all that stuff and um I don't care for it but he says our figures are meant to be coming out you know they're probably going to be very positive so maybe that's what's changed in the landscape I in the back of my mind before I saw the light I thought that maybe Conte is using us as leverage, you know, maybe PSG. That was just the, when we spoke this morning, that was the first thing. As soon as this got mooted and we were, and I, I was saying in, in the WhatsApp groups, like, just imagine, 
just let's just take a moment to believe that Conte would take over at Spurs. Let's just imagine. And and T as as the eternal pragmatist said, "This is leverage. This is leverage for Newcastle. It's leverage for Manchester United." And I was like, "Fuck it is. You're right." Go on, T. Sorry. And then I thought about PSG as well because um, I think Conte would be perfect for for PSG. Really, they've got. I mean, obviously, Conte struggles with European football, but um, you know, there's rumours of Pochettino maybe getting the sack. So maybe PSG blink, they get with a Poch, we get Poch back, they get Conte. I think, I think everyone would be reasonably happy with that, I suppose. But you know, as a day as happy as now, though, right? Well, as I said, as as a day's gone by, um, you know, um, our our Anglo-Italian and sometimes friend Bardi has been um, putting propaganda out there, and I've been ignoring him. And then um, I was a bit. What do you mean? Bit, well, he's been putting propaganda out there. Been putting out a few links, and um, I was a bit. It's a bit of a quiet moment at work. So I thought, let me have a read of one of these articles, and um, if the tentacles have um, gripped me, and um, Ricky was on to me. Ricky was saying, "Why aren't you happy?" So I'm happy, and then Ricky says, "Yeah, but he might not join though." Could have strangled Ricky <laughs> there and then. <laughs> I Can built, I built up this uh, this Conte. Uh, he's he's the greatest. Since sliced bread, and then like one tea round, and then at the end, I was just like, well, he probably might may not even sign. Can so, I yeah. just pull you back to Bardi for a second? Because when uh, I was talking, uh, well, I tweeted this morning saying, um, I don't know, something, something about Conte, and he responded saying, Can you play Ricky's um, sort of Benitez laugh from back in the day? So, if people, <laughs> old, old school. OGs who, who listen to the the Fighting Cold podcast, if they have ha- have listened for you know at some point in the last decade, will remember a, a time where we were talking about Benitez signing for Spurs when Spurs were a much lesser club than we are right now. And Ricky, it, it was Ancelotti. It was Ancelotti? Sorry, yeah. Uh, and he, he was he burst out into in a type of sort of maniacal laughter that yeah. um, could never be replicated. And uh, so Bardi's position earlier on today, just don't let anyone forget, was that we could never attract Conte. So just let's just get things right here, right? I, I I put it out there that we may be able to get Conte, and wouldn't it be fantastic? And just employing the positive vibe, and Bardi came in there and went, play Ricky's laughter track, basically. Making you look like a clown, if anything, Rick. Uh, no, that wouldn't make me look. I mean, at the time where we were, we were like Angelotti was one of the um, was probably one of the best coaches in the world. And where we were as a club back then, the we wouldn't have been able to get him. It was fucking dream dreamland. And still, to get someone of Conte's caliber now, like Mourinho, I was still surprised with, but he he hadn't been doing you know, great at his recent clubs and it ended in a fireball, really. Um, but well, with Conte... Rick, sorry, sorry to ju- jump in. I just, I'm just really curious about where you were at the beginning of the day. Like, we'd sacked him. Like, Con- uh, Nuno's gone or it was rumoured that he was gone. Yeah. But like, when you first heard the rumours of Conte joining us, what, how did you feel? Because I know you're you're very... You're, you, you're quite reserved in... Like you're waiting, you're like a wait and see kind of geezer, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. I, a lot. I am that. I am that classic um, people in the WhatsApp group or whatever. Like, oh no, 
that player signed and I won't start celebrating until I see them with a Spurs scarf right. lofted above their head <laughs> yeah. um, and then I'll run out and buy the Sun I would never do that but you know you get you get what I'm saying but um, you buy the Sun no 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 I was just uh, I was just having a bit of banter in it I'd never buy the Sun God he, he definitely buys the Sun too <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I so I'll, right, I'll start start from the beginning. So on uh, after the game on Saturday, um, I felt like I hadn't heard our fans chant, um, "We want whoever sacked." So when uh, when uh, during the game, uh, "We want Nuno out" um, was going off on in in Park Lane, and I was like, "Rah!" I have not. I didn't think it was. I knew it was bad, but I didn't think it was that bad where it, it would get a lot of people singing and then people were singing, we want Levy out. And then I was like, okay, I, I haven't heard it, this vocal going around the stadium at, at, at this point. And but during the summer at some time, I could have sworn I read an article or saw some kind of uh, interview, whatever it was. Um, and one of the things that... Um, that Levy was a bit ap- apprehensive about was that how we'd, you know, conducted our manager search and um, Mourinho not working out and, and all that. And there was rumours of, um, what do you call it? Uh, I fucking lost the word. Anyway, a march like, against uh, getting Levy out and yeah. uh, protest. And uh, that, that made him nervous or, or uh, made the board nervous. So you just knew that... When, well, I knew, when I heard that with Inside the Ground and it had picked up quite a lot of, you know, quite a lot of voices, very vocal, everyone could hear it. When you're chanting about getting the manager out and then it turns to the chairman, I knew then that he's literally got a game to save himself, if that. So that when the news came through this morning, um, I, w- I wasn't surprised at all. And then I was like, right, fucking great. We've sacked our manager. Okay, like, who else are we going to get in? Uh, you know, you're racking in your mind. Are we going to go back for Fonseca again? Uh, like, is it going to be like a Eddie Howe? Is is Robbie Keane going to come back and do a caretaker job? Like, there's loads of shit going around. And then it just, the words, I just see them. Conte. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fuck off. Come and on. Then, I see uh, Fabrizio Romano tweeting a couple of tweets as well, and I'm like, "Fuck off!" When he when he starts tweeting, you know, it's, it's now you know it's on. And then there's what? some other Italian journalist tweeting as well, and I'm like, "Fuck off!" Give us give us the name of the Italian the the, the Italian uh, journalist. Go on. I can't, I can't even remember now. Just, just I can't any, even remember any name that comes to mind. Go on. No, I'm not going to do that. Go on. Just, no. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, boy. No, but it ain't no. going to happen. Ricky, just give me any Italian name that, you could, that comes to your head. No. And then, T, um... T, T, no, no. Wait, Ricky, oh. I know you're making important points here. T, give me an Italian name, any, anyone. Well, Demazio, is he the bloke yeah. who's flown everywhere? The actual one. Rick, you're the fucking racist. You're the idiot. To be fair, Romano has been posting all day, but I think DiMarzio said he's actually flown over to London. Ricky's there you racist. go, see? I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I couldn't remember his name. I wasn't just going to guess an Italian name, was I? I, I would have gone Gianluca. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew that's what you were trying to get me to do as well. <laughs> he, drew, he drew you in. 
Yeah, he did. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't fall down the well. So I'm. I'm <laughs> you know me too long. But, <laughs> Go on, um, Ricky. Sorry. Yeah, and then uh, once I heard that, and then from the summer, I know how I felt in the summer, and seeing a, a manager of that calibre who's won that, and as well, not only that, it's just the passion that you see from the guy as well. He's on the sidelines prowling. He's like really animated, and yeah, a lot of people will be like, yeah, so was Mourinho and whatever. I just want to see that. that from Ryan Mason to a kind of dreary Jose and to um, Nuno. quiet Nuno, I just haven't seen anything, man. And it's just not enough for, I don't know whether it's not enough for the players to get fired up, for the fans to get fired up. And I don't know, man. I just, I just don't think Nuno could have turned it around. And then, and then you, you're presenting me with someone like Conte, like you just. I don't want to get too carried away, man. But it's, fucking it's, hell, it's a, it's a seismic shift, isn't it? From from having Nuno as our manager twenty four hours ago to ha- having the prospect of Conte taking over Spurs. It, it, it is massive. It is. It really is massive. And I, you know, I was, I was talking about it earlier in terms of the reason why Conte didn't sign for Spurs in the summer for me would have been about Conte not having leverage or Conte having more leverage now because Daniel Levy needs to make the right decision right now right he's the the, the mood you, you talked about it inside the stadium where um you know people were calling for Daniel Levy to go uh Daniel Levy there there is a size sizable um percentage of, of the Spurs fan base the match day going match day going fan base who are uh, you know, looking at Daniel Levy and going, what the fuck are you doing? So for him to to make this shift towards Conte is is interesting, and it wasn't something that we could even dream of happening at the beginning of the day. And um, I, I just wonder what what's changed because Conte turned us down in the summer. That's documented, but maybe he turned us down because he didn't have leverage that he does now, which is you need me. But Tottenham need Conte, whereas back then it was like, well, we we're talking to several managers. We've got Fonseca, oh, oh, Nuno's been talked about. We've got that mental geezer, Catuso, who's talked about. Maybe shit, maybe good. Like, like, like Tottenham are talking to other managers and Conte's like, right, if I'm not your guy, then I'm not your guy. It's fine. I'll go and do it elsewhere. Now, he has all the leverage. He's got Tottenham over a barrel. He's got Daniel Lever over a barrel. Because Daniel Levy leads. Uh, Daniel Le- uh, Levy needs someone like Conte right now, because his reputation is in the mud. I think so. He has yeah. to get this right. Yeah, totally agree, man. Um, again, like you just saying about his reputation from the noise coming inside the stadium. I, I think he knew that he had to. He's he's got to act fast, and exactly what you said about um, Conte having uh, leverage and. I think maybe in the summer they had they they had talks and they were like, Levy was like, you know, COVID's happened. We haven't got enough money. We we can do this, but we can't do that. And then at the end of the day, if it ain't right for Conte, he, he doesn't have to drop. He doesn't have to like negotiate and be like, oh, oh, actually, I'll do this, but not that. It's like fuck that. I'm I'm Conte. I'll do what I want. And now, it's you know, Nuno's not worked out. Levy's probably. Uh, as you said, over a barrel, and he he's going to have to do anything and everything to get someone of his caliber. And I think as well to go 
into that. Like, you know, you can just, uh, you know, I've not heard anything, but I just from reading into it and the body language and whatever, with Kane and Nuno and other players, not 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 respecting him, but just, I think with someone with, if you hire someone like Conte with their pedigree, players will be like, fuck, he is a winner and I will run through brick walls for that guy. And I just don't, I just get, I just got the feeling that it wasn't like that with Nuno. Yeah, I'll try. He's a, he's a quiet guy. They'll get on with it. But with Conte, it just take, takes everyone up an, an, another notch. Yeah, agreed completely. All right, boys. So we uh, we find ourselves uh, in, in a situation where Conte is our manager, and hopefully that does happen in the next twenty four hours. Uh, which player, T, do you think would be the first to fall foul uh, of uh, Conte's wrath? Is it is it Ndombele, or we just no? I don't. I don't think it's Ndombele because um, you know, famously Pogba was um, signed um, by Conte. At, um, at Juventus and someone like Pogba, someone who also got the lazy um, accusations against him, you know, on the why, but I'm not going to all that. And um, people see Undon Bell and they think that, um, you know, that he's lazy, that doesn't work hard, but he's covered a lot of um, ground in these in these recent games. And I think um, if Conti believes in him, then he could he, he could probably do bits. Who do I think will fall foul? It's difficult to say because um, with. We've really changed the profile of our squad in that we've got a very young squad and young players are very, very malleable. If they see the value in doing something, they'll do it. It's more the senior players who have been there and seen it will think, well, what the fuck am I listening to you for? I remember um, in the 90s, Liverpool had Roy Evans. Do you remember him? Yeah, um, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, I and, remember him. And John Barnes, famous. I think John Barnes just said, I ain't fucking doing that. Fuck you kind of thing because he was just a nice guy. And um, I think the older pros are more likely to be like, well, why am I doing this for? You probably won't even be here in a couple of years. So um, who do I think would fall foul? Um, God, it's difficult to say. Maybe we've got rid of so many players who are, who are maybe... Might be Deli bad. Ali. Just say, just say Deli Ali. Oh, okay. I'll say Deli <laughs> Ali. I reckon you might get on Deli Ali, you know, but he just seemed the most likely, I guess, based on... What we've seen over the last eighteen months, it might be Deli Ali, and because it because it plays three four three, maybe there's no space for Deli Ali anyway. So yeah, what do you think of uh, the idea that Matt Doherty might be like a, an elite right wing back? Because he, I, I love that. Yeah, it, I, I do too. Because it'd be great for Spurs, and you know, it'd be great to have someone who is absolute toilet. Oh no, is that too much? I don't know. Just to have, to have someone that we don't expect to be good to be good. At, at right back, at right wing back. I don't know. Do, do, can you see what? Because Victor Moses was refounded under Antonio Conte. Yeah, yeah. And um, the thing with Doherty is that he, he gets goals as well. So that's another advantage he has. Um, he's um, he's a he's a decent crosser, but he's very very good at getting going in the box late and getting um getting a few goals. So might be a beneficiary. But I think the one I said. May benefit the most might be Lucas Moura. Maybe Moura is, is the victim Moses in this whole piece because he's got he's got pace, he's got willing. So maybe he's the wing back. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine like Lucas Moura becomes our wing back, and 
he's excellent at it. He's like he finds his position. That'd be Rick, mental. Rick, do you do you feel like there's any 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 world where Ndombele has like a big career at Tottenham under Conte? No, in the next sort of eighteen months, two years, or however long Conte's with us. Because you, you've seen the interview with Thierry Henry where he says he'll kill a man. He would kill a man if he doesn't follow his his, his direction. Yeah, I, yeah. It's hard not to get caught up in that um, Tangy isn't going to be the first victim here, really. Um, but... You know when a player just plays with that style and you just, ha- you just have to... You, you accept it because... That's the way they run, you know. Like we we've said on the pod before, like the geezer looks like he's blowing out his ass within five minutes. But mm. he but he's played loads of games where he's been been there for ninety minutes, and and he's still he's still like making runs eighty fifth minute and stuff like that. So and they'll have loads of data as well how much uh, how much distance he's covered, heart rate, all all this lot. So maybe um, he just if he if he sees you running at your put putting your uh, your effort in yeah optimum, then he may lay may lay off you like he may know that that's Tangy's limits and be like <laughs> and, and and he's he's just putting a shift in, so there's no reason to go after him. Whereas he might think right, uh, Reggie, young guy, whip it left back. I want you to do more for me. I I just keep seeing you with. Uh, I don't know, you've been a bit of a celeb with your missus, always on Insta, and then he might fucking go after him because he can give more. And he knows that he, from what he's seen already, his ceiling, he hasn't reached the ceiling there. I don't know. So it's difficult to say, um, but I do, I do agree. I think probably Delhi will, will get uh, get put on the bus and sent out somewhere. He's boxer and he's getting, getting sent to the glue factory. Oh, shit. Uh, that was sad. So yeah, sad. Was anyone, sad. anyone uh, read to Animal Farm? It's uh, bleak, and it's quite a niche reference. But we are joined by Alex from Bristol. How you doing, mate? Hello, mate. Are you happy? Are you excited? Or... I am. What are you I doing? Am. What are you doing? What's I going on? It's nice to have news. It's nice when stuff's going on. It's good. We've all been talking to each other, arguing, saying good things. Just no. I just like it when stuff happens. Yeah, I, 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 I thought that through, through through the large part of today, just thinking, it's really this is interest. This is good. It's good because yeah. we, we, you know, under Jose Mourinho, like the football was rubbish, and uh, you said many times, Al, like you was um, watching Jose Mourinho's Tottenham and and half looking at the game and half looking at the phone, and I found myself doing that to some degree under Nuno as well, and one change in management can make a season it can make it can change the way we all feel about a football club do you feel like if if Conte signs that we have made that change is it that seismic is it that important yeah I mean look the 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 difference this time is um Antonio Conte is relevant and he is you know one of those managers that is out there at the moment but if any big club any club in the world then suddenly had a vacancy, he would be in the top one, two, three list. You're saying that Barcelona, Barcelona job's available? 
Well, is it though? Because the Xavi and all the rest of it, you know, so the money okay. and all the rest of it. But you know, they've it, it, he is an an incredible manager, but who is relevant and is not coming off the back of you know, like what Mourinho did with 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 being sacked at the last couple of places. All right, we know he's had issues in a couple of couple of areas, but he's successful and he's relevant. What do you, you said relevant about eight times. What do you mean by that? Well, it means it's what he's done. His in fo- some of his biggest achievements has been the last thing he did, not what he did five, six, seven years ago. So is is he? Like, so this is an interesting point because when we signed Jose Mourinho, it was like, okay, hopefully we get the Jose Mourinho from back in the day. Whereas Conte now feels like he's we've got prime, yeah. we've got good meat, haven't we? We've got good yeah. meat. I mean, we. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how we, how you know, what way we we destroy him. But um, <laughs> there's no doubt he will be destroyed. Yeah, but this will be our hardest job. He's going to be the hardest to destroy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, no. It's it. Look, I, and I can't switch now. I was I was excited about Nuno because I felt like I had someone who was a nice guy, and even if he got it half right, it would at least be someone you could get behind. So. You know, and I don't, I don't hide any of that fact. Well, Ricky, Ricky was digging you out earlier for for liking Nuno, just just for being remotely positive about Nuno. Ricky was like, "Yeah, I knew he was a scumbag." Well, Rick's been <laughs> all over Ten Hag's dick for two weeks. Conte's come along, he's thrown him in the bin. We all know, we you know, it's we all make changes. We all change our mind on things. You know, it's uh, we all had that turning point with with Nuno. In all seriousness. Like I think T said about the Palace game, I kind of gave him the Palace game and was like, "It's fine." Same, um, same, same. And then, but the Arsenal game was like, "Okay, well, this is fine. yeah, exactly. yeah." But um, even even I, 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 I started to to just to try and formulate a narrative that that meant that the Arsenal game didn't mean as much as it did. Well, I don't think we've talked on a podcast since your Newcastle tweet, and <laughs> yeah, that's uh, aged badly, isn't it? I mean, well, it wasn't aged badly; milk. it aged awfully. Go on, seven seconds. Uh, sorry, time. sorry. T, go on. Go on. I'm saying that take aged like milk. <laughs> I think, Flav, I mean, it's admirable what you want. It you came do. from a good place. Is it, yeah, is, right. is all it's, it's, it's admirable <laughs> that you want to back the managers, but sometimes it's got to let your heart speak. Because, um, yeah, but that Mourinho, was my heart. That was my heart. I generally thought it was really good that we played well. But when Marina, when Marina was our manager, I wouldn't give in to Alex. I wouldn't give in to Wendy that. It was probably the wrong guy. I thought, no, 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 he's going to turn it around. And I thought, no, that's not going to happen ever again. If I see it's not going to work, they're going to the bin. <laughs> as, soon as, I don't, as soon as I see any sign that it's not going to work out. And the Palace game was when I went early. I said, no, no, you're, you're gone. Yeah, fair enough. I just, I'm just, just, I'm just chomping at the bit of the idea that it might not be that bad following Spurs. That's where I was coming from. No, we all chat, and I think particularly with, uh, I've noticed as I've got, not older, but you change as fans because you, you know, we all have different things that we want out of football and what's more important than to others. You know, people talk about trophies and just winning or whether it's actually being there on the day. Like we were all there Saturday. I mean, what a day we had. I mean, the football was awful. It was horrific. Well, you weren't there. Um, it was horrific. I've never not watched as much of a football match as that. I left, I went down about 10 minutes before half time, and I went down at 75 minutes. I've never done that. I booed. I've never done that before. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. Go on. Rick, what, 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 why did you boo, Al? 
I was I, I was so angry at Windy, right? Because what's that got to do with Nuno? Because we was because I was watching Giovanni Lo Celso, and and all I wanted to do is it, just and I just me and Windy talk about Lo Celso all the time. <laughs> this is how drunk and how mad I was. You know, I think I was booing Windy just as loud as I was booing that substitution. <laughs> uh, but it's 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 ridiculous. But I was. It got to a point then where it was just, and you could hear it around you. Like I said, joking aside, like even there's been games where we've been to Wild Lane where it's been where it's been toxic. You know, AVB days. You know, I always talk about that Everton game when we were really pushing for Champions League, and Adebayor scored one in the last like ten minutes, but it was horrific up there. Just the atmosphere in there, and it was feeling like that. And then when I the boo, when we were just booing Lucas Mora going off the pitch, I was like, we got some there's some issues here now. He can't. He can't survive this. But Rick, yeah, I was. I booed the substitution. I didn't boo full time because I was already back in a bar. But I booed right. that substitution as loud as I've ever done anything in my I entire think life. There, there is a quite an interesting conversation to be had. There is it, what? When did you in 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 the past sort of two decades or three decades? When when did you think that this is like about as bad as Spurs can get? Rick, is it? Does anything come to your mind there, Ricky? When I. Yeah, well, I just went like hours just jogged my memory. Like when that sub was was happening at that time, I was thinking, uh, Bergwijn's coming on and he's coming on to like an echo of booze. (laughs) (laughs) What must be what's what's through his head? Is that what the fuck? Yeah, is that what? Young player coming back from injury, and he's walk stepping onto the field from everyone <laughs> booing. Mora is going off the field because everyone's booing. Is he thinking I've played shit and they're booing me? <laughs> Nuno is sitting there because there he is... knows everyone's booing him because of his substitution. Rick, it's so like, true. Yeah, no, this is mental. I was just looking round wild eyed, like I can't believe what's happening. And then I was here. Uh, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and then I, I was like, "Fucking hell, this is Look, yeah. this is getting mad up in here." And and that's the irony is because Lucas doesn't know what he's doing. He gets the ball, he runs, and he's like, <laughs> mental. He's but probably I said, thinking, "I, said, I, said, I don't know what I'm doing." You're right. I said afterwards, you know, I wasn't I wasn't proud of that. I'd, I'd had a bit of drink and I was mad. Uh, and I it was it was all I could I could do. So it started around me. I didn't start the booing. The booing was around me, and I was like, "Yeah." Fucking boo! Um, was it was it that bit that you were embarrassed about? Was it you getting your dick out? Well, no, because I, I like to think anyone that's uh, listened to me. I don't. I've never booed. I think the only other time I've booed is when I was a Benfica away when Tim Sherwood played was fucking played some horrific team and then tried to come over and clap me at the end and uh, I booed through that net as as loud as I could at him. But I think. That is the only other time I've done that. I, I've never booed a player going on. I mean, Bardi takes the piss at me for clapping on players who've left, who's come back, and I clap them onto the pitch. You know, yeah. it's, it, so it's, it wasn't me really, but it was. Yeah, I mean, that atmosphere swelled, and there was a there was a bit of togetherness between Spurs fans for the first time in a while. Flonius, uh, let me ask that, you a question: Does Conte's appointment at Tottenham Hotspur change? Harry Kane's trajectory as a player who plays for Tottenham Hotspur. I think um, I think it does because his options are quite limited, and um, a lot hinges on what Newcastle do in a weird way because if Newcastle spend big. There's money going around and transfers will happen, but Pep Guardiola is I think it's not going to renew his contract, 
So that must have some bearing on whether Kane would even want to go there to, to Man City. And, um, you know, we all said he wouldn't down tools. And, um, you know, we've not had a shot on goal. That's as much down to approach by Nuno as it is of Kane just not firing. But I feel, I mean, I said early doors that I feel that the signing is to try and get him, Hugo and Sonny on board because it's a big name. It's not a name that I feel... It's, I feel that we're talking about getting exciting football and, you know, using the, the youth system and that. I feel Conte is a bit like... Um, Mourinho Mark too from that point of view, but it'll keep the it'll keep um, Kane on board definitely. I feel. Do you think that he, his performances will, will improve though? Because he, he has been. This isn't Harry Kane we know. Do you think? Yeah, like, think he, he's, like they can't get it worse. Well, yeah, but he's just he's got a manager on his level, right? Like a, 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 actually, not even on his level. Like a manager who's done more, just pl- in a in a playing sense and as a manager, who could lead Harry Kane to get everything he wants as long as he wants to do that at Tottenham. Like maybe yeah, he doesn't maybe. want to do it. Maybe he's fed up at being at Spurs. And maybe Conte won't change the narrative in his brain. Maybe he doesn't want he wants to do it somewhere else. But Well this is the whole point of Conte though, isn't it? But the fact that you know he talked about killing players, you know, is Conte one of those that goes, Well look, if you're not gonna do it, then you'll be yeah. out. Yeah, if Harry Kane but Harry Kane won't he he will always do it. He will always He'll always play. You, I don't look know. At, you look at Kane's last season, he um he's the only player who's ever got the most assists and gold. There's like Playmaker Award and Golden Boot. So that was mostly under Mourinho. So maybe the same can happen this season for him and him and Conte, but I think he'd benefit more from staying at Spurs and moving on at this stage because um you know, just be seen. I mean, none of you guys watch basketball, but it'd just be like a bit what, like what Kevin Durant did. And Kevin Durant left um, a Tottenham, Oklahoma, to join the Golden State Warriors, Man City, and they won everything. And it's a bit of a, um, a pyrrhic victory for him. He got the MVP, but there's always that asterisk that he jumped on a winning team to, to get your trophies. And um, I think it would be a bit like that of um, Harry Kane if he was to jump ship. Can I say something to you, mate? You don't give a fuck about basketball. Yeah, like, fuck, basketball. Fuck, <laughs> fuck basketball. Fuck basketball. Stupid game played by children. It's not a stupid game. It's a great game. <laughs> uh, I, I love you, I love you. I tried to get into basketball when I watched the uh, fucking first dance or whatever it's called. Last dance. First dance. He's thinking of the film. No one cares. No one cares. And, uh, that. It's, got, it's got a lot of similar timelines. I mean, um, one more which I'm going to bore you with... Um, so Michael Jordan had a coach called Doug Collins and they got on really, really well. Did it win the title, Doug Collins goes, Phil Jackson comes in, Jordan wins a three-peat. Maybe Conti is um, is Phil Jackson. There, another basketball reference. I'll stop now. Bosh, come on. I like that. I like the idea that we that this could be the moment where our fortunes change. And we, we've, we've been here before. Right? Under, under Jose Mourinho, when, when he came in under uh, after Poch, we thought... Okay, this is good. This is good because he wins. He wins. He absolutely wins. But Jose Mourinho, and looking at what he's done under uh, uh, Roma, where it's all just falling apart within fucking ten games, it's not as bad as Nuno, but it's bad for for Jose Mourinho. But maybe we've got a manager in his prime. Was he fifty four, fifty five? It's not. It isn't someone who's been there and done it. It's someone who is chomping at the bit, and maybe. Maybe 
just maybe if we just believe we're going to win everything. This, this is it. So we have got with everything that we have available to Tottenham Hotspur right now over the next eighteen months. There is only he is the absolute best option you could possibly ask. For undoubtedly, right undoubtedly. Like what? What? What other options? Like t- t- uh, Ten Hag, right? That's the only other one. And and he. And those, yeah. those players will come. Those those managers will have their will have their chances with with those types. You know, maybe Conte is the guy, offer. isn't he? Yeah, but for right now, this is the absolute creme de la creme option that Tottenham could have possibly got. Ricky, are you manage- pinching your helmet? Are you pinching your helmet? Half half pinching because I'm I've been lit up. You know. Like you, I've been reading all the articles. I've been listening to this pod for fuck's sake. Like being on it, talking about it, talking about Conte, um, and I just, I, I just, just give him a scarf to hold aloft. <laughs> no, I, I know. I'll be happy. Yeah, it'd be amazing. I know. Just we can... on or, or something like that. Just, I don't know. Just, uh, j- just make it official. Someone make it official now. Tweet the Spurs official account, then maybe it will happen. Maybe we can push it forward. I don't know. Like the, I've heard that talks are going on today, and by tomorrow morning he could be unveiled. Let's just tweet the account now and get it over and done with. I want to see him sign. But fucking oh. hell, man. Uh, no, uh, from from. Yeah, what what I was saying, like creme de la creme, like he is literally the best manager out there right now um, available. And even like he's one of the best managers full stop. So if we do manage to get gettable. him, fucking hell. Yeah, and you would have said about gettable as well. Like literally before it broke, I was listening to TalkSport as, it, as it, they said it. And it was as... Um, I think it was Simon Jordan and Danny Murphy, and they were like, well, you know, what's next for Tottenham then? And, and I think they said, well, you know, obviously there's someone like Conte, and they both audibly laughed and were like, well, he's not going to come to Tottenham, is he? And literally 30 seconds later, they were like... Laugh oh, now. Yeah. Laugh now, you so, fucking little slug. But I would have said the same. You know, we all... Yeah. I mean, we all said this morning it won't be Conte. We know it's going to be Ryan. Even Bardi said that. You know, so it's a question of, you know, even we didn't think perhaps that it was that it was gettable. So we would have been, like I said, I, I would have been happy with Ten Hag if that had suddenly, you know, got some... Of course, if we had the mood with that. You know? But this is, like I said, from everything that we've got available to us, what what can be the driver? What can be a catalyst? What's the best chance of there being a catalyst? And he's it. If it works, then wonderful. If it doesn't, then Spurs have managed to break, like take one of the best managers that is out there that we could possibly get. But I mean, there's, there's been a tweet, by the way, by, by Matt Law, Oh God! Don't 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 break our hearts. What is it? Okay, the tweet is: Tottenham are set to confirm Antonio Conte appointment. Come yes! on! Come on! Announcement more likely tomorrow than tonight. That's fine. Deal in final stages of completion. Huge coup for the club. Hashtag Come on, mate. We are doing it. We're gonna win the shit. fucking league. We're gonna win the FA Cup. We're gonna win the league. We're gonna win. What? What else can we win? Um, the the Europa Conference, Conference League. That'll be his Is first it... game. Imagine the come down. Yeah, we get Vitesse better beat us. Uh, can I just um, can I just point you to a tweet that I found earlier from a uh, Arsenal podcast called the Guna Nation? Christ. And this is after, you know, this is, you know, Arsenal are flying right now. They've won 79, 
you know, they're the system is working for them. They're really good. They just beat List, uh, Leicester in the Premier League 2 0. It's all good. And uh, this is his tweet I honestly hate football, man. Why can't all football clubs be run by donkeys like Arsenal? Arsenal have Mikel Arteta as manager, Tottenham have Antonio Conte as manager. I'm speechless. We're two points ahead of Spurs and celebrating like we've won the league. We're absolutely fucked. What is wrong with them? They're fucking I love freaks. I love, I love Arsenal Raid so much. I love it. Yeah. I love them because they, they they make supporting Spurs so easy because we're not weird little freaks like them. Do you know what else? Uh, you might have already said this, but do you know what else Conte brings as well? Will be patience from a fa- from a fan base because th- there will be this element of, all right, well, he's amazing. He's got all this shit to fix. You know, so it's not going to be... I'd like to think that it won't, even if it does take a little bit of time to get going, that everyone's on the same page, but this manager is, you know, the one to, to mm. be trying, you know? There's no, like, oh, Nuno or, you know... Split. Yeah, we're all on board now. Like, yeah. the, we, we, the, there is no... There can't be any division now, right? There, there, there isn't a Spurs fan out there going, oh, I'm not sure this is the right fucking deal for Spurs. We need a better manager. We can't... Everybody must be on board with this. Rick, are we? Is everybody yeah. on board with this? I think... Uh, I, well, I, I'd say most people are on board. I would think that there are... Other fans who would prefer a different who? manager? Uh, I don't know. Just uh, other other fans would like a different setup at Tottenham. Really, uh, wouldn't like this is kind of um, a fix, like putting a plaster over something. Someone would like to. Other fans would like to see something more long term, bit more strategic, five year project, that kind of thing. Not coming for a year and a half, spend loads of money, whatever. So, I mean, but people are, I reckon people will be largely happy. I um, I was looking at uh, the, the league earlier this morning and like, it is still, for me, it's still like a bit mad. Like, I'm not uh, obviously in Nuno's corner, but we've played 10 league games and he's been sacked. It's fucking mad, isn't it? He won manager of the month. Fucking hell. That's mad, isn't it? But, Fuck um, do you, do you know it's a good point you say about like the whole project manager thing and i think uh, and i was i think even this morning i said that you know that's what i'd what i'd prefer but that was on the assumption that conte's not really going to come to us even when there was stuff this morning but like you said t- t- you can't pass up this opportunity you know to to get someone like like him in if he's if he's willing to come other if it hadn't been him then i would have yeah that that's what i wanted you know a, a potter type a ten hog type that where you go right this is it Four or five year contract, away you go. I think Pochettino was given a five year contract, wasn't he, when he first started? And I remember thinking, okay, well, okay, that's fine. You know, that this is this is the plan at least. Um, but yeah, when oh, can I ask you a question? Just mm-hmm. as you were talking, like something popped into my head. Do you take Potter from Brighton, who clearly has massive talent? And he might join Spurs and we slowly build towards a semblance of a successful football club. Or do you take Conte for two and a half years and maybe win a couple of trophies? And it going a little bit bad towards the end, maybe toxic and we have to just bin him off. What, what, what's the, what, 
do, why do we have to decide between the two? Why can't we just enjoy what we've got? Because yeah, absolutely. And I think, and I do think, um, I can't remember where I heard it earlier. It might have been on five statements actually with you and Cow. Is that, but um, you know, with success or relative success that Tottenham has had, it, it has, it does, it has changed. Ever since we've qualified for the Champions League the second time, maybe is when there is now there is now an expectation. So we are, no matter what you know, other clubs fans will say. We are a club of that stature, but you know we all feel really that we should have a decent chance of finishing the Champions League. So with that brings expectation, and, and big clubs like that, this is what big clubs do now. You know, Manchester United had a manager for twenty five years, and then they've gone through three in eight or nine or whatever it is. You know, Chelsea do it the same way. You know, Man City did the same before landing on Pep Guardiola, and and and, and you know we've ended up with Pep Guardiola and, and Klopp. You know who are two you know generational managerial talent. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but big clubs do this now. It's going to be rare for, and we're probably one of the only clubs that could probably do it now of this size. And Arsenal are kind of doing it more out of necessity, really. But uh, to go and get a project manager. But if we're going to be one of these clubs, I think that's kind of what we have to sell. We have to sell the fact of we might not really do project managers anymore from now on. It might just constantly be that two, three-year cycle to get desperately trying to stay in the level we're at. Um, I just, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, T, how do, you, how do you feel like uh, Arsenal fans and uh, Chelsea fans are feeling about what's going on at Spurs right now? They're, they're, they're miffed, aren't they? They're looking at it going, not not Chelsea so much, but yeah. Arsenal. Gunas more so, yeah. I think they're miffed. But, um, I mean, to... To kind of address what Alex said, I think it's about timing as well. Um, we're in the middle of the season. We're not going to get Potter or Ten Hag because they're not going to leave their respective clubs unless we really drop our load money-wise. So um, the best we could really have hoped for is Conte. And um, there's a United fan who are fuming as well. They feel that, you know, um, was that from an Avengers film where I've won, but at what cost? Yeah. It feels a bit <laughs> like that, really, with them because, you know, they, yeah. they smashed Tottenham and... Now, Ronaldo's got one of the best goals I've seen in the flesh at the new stadium. Unbelievable, and they isn't played it? really well. And, um, you know, and um, they're, uh, the fans are celebrating Oli, which, you know, is nice of them to do. But, um, you know, we've kind of ended up on top. Um, yeah, you know, I was going to ask you, uh, T, uh, but if, like, it's during the El Sakiko, which is, is exactly what it ended up being, if. And, and we de- we ne- we de- we don't want to watch Spurs lose any game. But if the long game is better for us, is it a good thing that we lost that game against United, and they end up with the goblin that they've got, and we've potentially got Antonio Conte? Well, oh well, yeah, but I didn't go to the game wanting us to lose. But you drop and well, No, no one does. You, no you one drop, does. I'm going to say, but you drop in Dumbele and you drop um, Reggion, and you pick Ben Davis. Then I'm thinking, well. You know, fuck your mum. What, what, what the fuck? You know, you want me to look? I, I love Spurs. I'm, you know, passionate about Spurs. But when you're picking a team like that in a game that you really had to win to save your job, then you know what can you say? You almost, it almost just stinks of, of self sabotage. And um, you know, Arsenal fans are upset, and um, but they wanted um, Arteta's blood um, in the first two, three games, and now you know, it seems to have found a way to make their team great. You know, Ramsdale's having. A good season so far. Probably going to get in the England squad for the upcoming international break. And yeah, I think 
I think Conte is what we wanted Mourinho to be, really, which is just someone who's just going to really light a fire up the squad, you know, um, be really hardline, but be successful with it. I feel that um, Mourinho always has that toxicity within him. And Conte has a little element of it, but at least, at least it feels like with him that it's for the right reasons. It's not about self-image. Mourinho is... A lot of his things are about self-image. They got battered in Europe, but I forget the team's name. And... He ended up kind of making it about himself. said, oh, yeah, I said that these players weren't any good anyway. Whereby Ponte would take that shit personally and be like, you know what, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to fix this. I mean, they lost to um, they lost to Arsenal, didn't they? Then they went to three at the back. So that's an example of what Conte can bring to us. It's not like we lose the game and, it, well, it's the players' fault. It's like, you know what, I'm going to change shit around and make us better. And that's what's exciting about Conte. Conte. Uh, Ricky, um, what what can Tottenham do this season if 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 Conte is made our manager? What can we do this season? Like, um, what, what's your expectations? Honestly, I think take top. Uh, it's it's funny. We're gonna win because, the fucking league because I think like like honestly, I at, at the beginning of the season I was saying that fifth. I expect us to finish fifth. Possibly sixth, uh, fourth would have been beyond my expectation. Like it would have been really hard. There's there's the opportunity, but I just didn't think we would do it. And at the moment, I can't I can't quite um, remember points and stuff. But I think we're eighth, and I think we are five points off fourth, and West Ham are in it at the moment. Ten games gone. We can fucking do it easy if we if we get, if we get someone like Conte in. Um, I see. Yeah, I think we could we could easily finish fourth, and we could we're in the quarterfinals of the league easily. cup. Do you know what I mean? So easily, easily finish fourth. Do you reckon? Yeah, totally. Come fuck on, it, let's let's there. The fucking love that. Yeah, taken. I think there's the top three, and then there's everyone else who can. You know, it's the bar fight. Why not? We've got uh, Brighton above us, Arsenal on 17, United on 17, and then West Ham 20. Uh, you know you know what's great about this is that there are fans of other, other football clubs shitting themselves right now, I think. Like West Ham must be looking at going, oh, we're really good, but how, how long are we going to be good? And is Daniel, uh, da- Daniel David Moyes going to be able to uh, fix the transition that's coming I, I, just, I just feel like I feel like if we get Conte then maybe we are the massive club we think we are I think at the moment like, I was chatting in my uh, WhatsApp group with, with uh, a few gooners and it was like um, what? yeah what are they saying so with the uh, the they were saying, oh, like, oh, I heard Nuno's going to be sacked, and then he was sacked, and everyone's like, oh, who are you going to get? And it was like, oh, it would probably be Fonseca again. And I was like, well, from what I'm hearing, it, it ain't going to be him. Yeah, and, you want it um, to be Fonseca. You want and then, it. And then uh, someone put El Conte, like, question mark, and I said, that's what I'm hearing. And there was, like, loads of laughing emojis, and they are like, oh, I, I thought he was here last summer. I thought he was here in the summer, mate. And then... And then he realised what a shit club you are and, and all this stuff. And it's kind of man. like, do you know what? Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. So if he does, if he if he does sign, 
Dick's and, and he and he has got that scarf of Spurs on it, and it's that's what he's papped at. Yeah, it is. It is. Dick's out. It's Dick's yeah, out. Yeah, like my Teams meetings and my Zoom meetings tomorrow at work. I'm just gonna be naked, just sitting there. <laughs> can, we, can we? All of us together, Alex, T, Ricky. Um, if it gets announced before 10 a.m. tomorrow, Dick's out wherever we are. Yeah, God, totally. God. Yeah, photos as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna refuse. That's just that's on brand for me. <laughs> T, if your if your dick's not out, if I don't get to see your dick at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, I'm there'll be trouble. Fucking... I, I I don't think I could speak to you again, Alex. I I want to see your digit at 10 a.m. Um, I think I think he's gone. I think he left like 10 minutes ago. He's a fucking piece of shit. All right, <laughs> you, you, you know what? No, I've got a got a one 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 other monologue. Is that um, go on? Go go. When things happen to Spurs, do you find obviously you get opposition fans getting at you? Maybe not even in an offensive way, but um, are people like speaking about Levy's? Oh, Levy's ruthless. Levy's this. Levy's that. And I just said um. This is why I don't like talking Spurs of opposition fans. I'm like, well, you're kind of feeding into what the media are telling you here. Um, I don't think um, Nuno was sacked lightly. I think he should have gone maybe one or two games earlier. And um, it just feels like people are... Even... You've got Newcastle fans having a go saying, well, the the press have treated the Nuno second different to the Bruce second. But oh, God. it's just so frustrating when other people talk about Levy. But you don't know fuck all about Levy. And um, as I've said in this pod and other Spurs pods have said, you know, it feels almost like almost anti-Semitic the grief that Levy gets because there's, no there's no other way around it. The way the press kind of frame his decisions. And it's just really, really bizarre. Yeah, but it's not... He, he, he's, he's been proactive in his, in, in, in his decision to... Remove Nuno and bring in Conte. It's nothing to do with these religious ideals or where he's born in the world or how his family feel. Of course, it isn't. There's a lot of racists out there, T. No, no, there's loads, but the decision had to be made. He had to get. I think you know. To be fair, I didn't hear a lot of those chants about Nuno and um, about Levy because I think I'd left off as a third governor. I'd, I'd left, but um, you know, it just feels like. Levy's um, kind of framed as a villain. I mean, if you're going to go deep into it, it is kind of Levy, is Levy's fault to a degree because he let the squad go stale under pots. Well, that's another podcast altogether. But yeah. ultimately, we should be getting Conti. Dick's out. Happy days. Dick's out. Dick's out. Um, uh, and uh, Ricky. Yep. I want to see your dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. If, can you imagine? Oh, man. I'll be. I am. It's nice. It's just nice, isn't it? It's a nice, it's nice. feeling. It's, it's so, nice. so far from where we were 24 hours ago. We've got I just, one. just wanted to announce it. Can, can he come in and, and, and change it? Can he, can he do that? Can he come in? Because he, he's got a track record of doing bits. This, this feels like one of the most ambitious moves that Dan Levy's made since building a new stadium. Is that, yeah. is that, that's not out there to say that, right? It is ambitious to get Conte in right now. No, he not at all. Oh, go on. He, sorry, sorry, Rick. He had an inkling that he was gettable, so I think that probably forces him. I reckon he, he must have put the feelers out after the West Ham game and said, you know what? You know might be on his last legs here. Is Conti gettable? And he probably found out that he was and... Um, 
United. Do you reckon um, Daniel Levy goes to bed tonight after like he, he must like there's a lot on his mind. Like how do you go? I I sometimes can't. Uh, nothing has happened in my day, and I get into bed and can't sleep because my brain is fucking mental and I can't. It's difficult to sleep sometimes. But then Levy's gone to bed tonight and going, okay, I've just hired Conte. I I can't sleep. I'm going to give give myself a little one-two on the dick. (laughs) (laughs) I could imagine that, actually. Absolutely. One-two on the dick. You know what, though, Blab, you you asked it earlier on that... um, and Ricky alluded to it earlier as well, that um, when Nuno was sat, we were talking about caretakers, we were talking about Mason, Keane and Powell. And um, at that stage, I was like, well, <coughs> the three won't be that bad as a caretaker. <coughs> but now I'm reading articles about Conti's life story. Yes. And being, ra- being raised in Lecce. And the shit you sent me. His, his, brother's, his brother like watching videotapes and shit. Just, oh, my God. I'd nosh him off right now. <laughs> I'd give him my ball hair. Give me that fresh mango content dick. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, okay. That would be a good time to end it, I reckon. Uh, Ricky, T, I love you. Alex, if you're still listening, I'm not sure you are, but I love you too. Uh, This has been the Fighting Cock Podcast. Tottenham Hotspur, at the point of recording, have appointed uh, Antonio Conte and... This could be the start of something very, very special, or it could go tits up. But this is Tottenham, and we love it. This is Tottenham. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Does your insurance agent treat you like family? Insurance Corporation is programmed to build interpersonal relationships with members of family units. We communicate on a four-name basis with all customer numbers. Only a human who knows you can create a plan that's right for you. That's why for more than 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to a Farm Bureau agent today or visit fbfs.com slash protect. Sports Social Podcast Network.